on our call before we got to the pod was that there's like a structure to having a financial plan yeah walk us through that like i said i like to think of our finances like a house and if we're trying to build a solid house you want to start with the foundation so that you had a credit score in the 400s what happened how did you how did it get to, to 400 Toss yeah that so it was 476 i pretty much had like a phone contract and it went to collections and all of the missed payments and everything like that brought it down if you can find a man who is secure enough within himself mm-hmm. to stand in that space what's your immediate reaction to that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Hustle Over Everything. This podcast will receive stories, tips, and tactics from entrepreneurs who have done it. I'm Alex. And I'm Ono Sinde. And today we have a treat for you. We have the financial educator, the licensed financial uh, educator herself, Shay Myers in the building. Shay, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Yes? Thank you for having me. Most definitely. To kick things off, I want to ask you, what has been the most stupid expensive thing you've bought oh this is gonna be good stupid wow it's a good question yeah I don't know if I classify anything that I've purchased as stupid Mm. to be completely honest okay yeah other than when I was younger and I didn't have money to spend, but I was spending it on clothes and shoes. Like I would say that, but now that I've, I'm a little seasoned in my journey, I haven't spent money on wild things. So, so actually, you know what? Actually, yes. And you know what? It wasn't even that expensive. But for my my birthday last year, I bought a bottle at the club. Like a thousand dollar bottle. No, 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 no. And I got a discount too, and I was still like. See, this is why the club life is not for me. Mm. So I got a discount and it still ended up being like 250 because I had to tip, mm-hmm. you know? And it was a great experience, but I'm a pre-drink girl. Mm. So like that to me, even though it was for my birthday and the experience was great, I'll probably never do that again. I feel you yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. I've never been the bottle person to be in the no. club like... Yo, let's go pop no. bottles. Look, look bottle? at my name on the sign. The oh my girls, gosh. The bottle girls coming through. Alex, Alex. No. Well, you at least got to experience that once. Bro, yeah, for definitely real. One not. time, one definitely time for the I don't want to go to that Niagara Falls. No. What do you mean Niagara Falls? It's a Niagara Falls. It's one of those things you might do once and then you're like, all right, nah. Yeah. Oh, like everyone's dream is to go to Niagara Falls. At like, least once and yeah. see it That's like every you know? immigrant's like dream. Niagara you know what I'm Falls, saying? Bro. What if you're and splitting it? If it's splitting, it's not bad. I think for me, I I just I wasn't expecting anyone to chip in. It's like mm. a bottle. I got a discount too. It was like, mm. eh. but yeah, it's just not my not my steez. To, mm. to be honest, <laughs> what gets me is looking at the girls. Like looking at the girls in their face are like deadpan. Straight the bottle face. girls. The bottle girls yeah. as they're bringing out the pan. It's like, like, do you like your job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> what's going on here what's going yeah. on here you know like like this yeah. when their, their, their hands up in the air mm-hmm. so yeah it is a tough one buying bottles all right what about you owen my 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 most stupidest purchase yeah <laughs> oh man i've made a lot of uh crazy purchases over the over the years <sighs> man i think i bought one time uh when i first moved into the condo i bought a record player 
and i'm not a guy who listens to records i like the idea of like playing mm-hmm. records but i like the aesthetic of it that right. it's, it's just sitting there it just yeah. it's a good piece but yeah when i really think back at it i've never really gotten the utility that i paid money for that record player so it just sits underneath mm-hmm. my tv and i wouldn't say it's a stupid purchase but the reason i say it's stupid now is because i've never even pressed on on that thing yeah or even <laughs> had the 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 interest to go out to some record store and find some records and try this thing out yeah i just bought it for the look so i don't know where my mind was at as soon as i just saw amazon prime this thing is gonna be here tomorrow i'm like fine <laughs> okay purchase it for the aesthetics the aesthetics no honestly yeah. though, it, has, function. it adds more aesthetic to, to the root it does when yeah. it's under the tv that yeah. brown mahogany look to it mm. it just goes really well but if you're not gonna play any music yeah what's the point it's probably resale value in that. Yeah, I mean, at least I should have bought at least a vinyl. Just as yeah. I have a vinyl. So now when someone comes in, inside, they're like, oh, wow, you got a record player? It's like, oh, yo, like, what's your favorite record? I have nothing to say. <laughs> you you got to think quick. I got to think quick. You know, uh, it was a, a passed down from my great-great-granddad. You know, I gotta, I'm just getting into music. <laughs> yeah. You know? Got to be creative. Just, even just having one, just one disc yeah. just to play, that yeah. would have been, I don't, I don't look dumb yeah you know being that guy just trying to acquire taste but it's not really a part of me yeah yeah mm-hmm. what about you what about you alex <sighs> i have yeah. a few stupid purchases i won't even lie um i bought a i bought a bad laptop i hope it's not like an 800 dollars t-shirt nah <laughs> actually i have what? one and you roasted me for it too which one what was it the haircut which haircut i bought a hundred dollar haircut when was this? During COVID. Oh, oh. yeah. I, I, I was dying. A hundred dollar oh, haircut, bro. I was like, I want a haircut so bad. I'm dying. Yeah. I made a man come calls. to my house to give me a, a, a cut. And he charged me a hundred dollars for the cut. You know? And mm. Owen was like, <laughs> he was like, bro, yeah. what? You are tripping right now. A hundred dollar haircut. A yeah. hundred dollar cut, bro. That's yeah, criminal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I feel that because at least for me, I'm very simple, but when my eyebrows are done, I'm like, you can't tell me nothing. So I feel mm. like that's kind of similar to people mm. who get haircuts. It's like you feel different. You feel mm. better. Mm. So, you know, I think that was an investment in your personal care. Mm. He's got to twist the words a little bit, make yeah. it sound good, you know? Well, what's, well, you know, like, you know, as a dude, is, you know, there's like a cheating on your barber. Right? Oh, yeah. That, that, that is like very haram, you know? So mm-hmm. for women, what is that? Cheating on your hairstylist. Oh, this is such a thing. I did that once and I regretted it. Yeah. So, so like, because women's hair is different. Like, yeah. how do you, you go to different hairdressers because yeah. they have different strengths. But a mm-hmm. barber knows your head because it's like he knows the grooves and everything. Hair is like poofy. Yeah. So, how, like, what constitutes a cheat in that? So, I've been going to Cloud Nine Curls for the longest time mm. and she wasn't available and I wanted to do like a silk press, like a straighten. Mm. And I went to a salon to do it. And it was just a horrible experience. Mm. So it was just a different hairstylist. The energy was off. It was giving, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I just should have been patient and waited for my hairdresser to be available. So say patience is a virtue. Yes, exactly. It is, it is. I feel you, I feel you. Speaking of patience, you know, when it comes to budgeting, that's one of the, the big things when it comes to it, mm. you know. Yeah. So getting into your budget, you know, from when we talked, you said that you had at one point a credit score in the 400s. 
<laughs> yeah. Walk, walk us through Can't that. Can't imagine How, that. That's like a no know. credit. Yeah. Sorry? 400. That's like essentially no credit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, walk I think it starts through. at three. It starts at three. This is three. I didn't know that. Yeah. 300 okay. to 900. All right, so what happened? How did you how did it get to to four hundred? Tell us that yeah, story. so it's four seventy six. Give me a little credit, four seventy six, mm-hmm. and I pretty much had like a phone contract, and it went to collections and all of the missed mm-hmm. payments and everything like that. Brought it down, and yeah, at that point, I didn't know anything about budgeting, money, anything like mm-hmm. that. So at the time that my phone bill went to collections, I didn't even know what a credit score was. So it wasn't until I became a debt collector that I learned about credit. The company actually gave us like a crash course on credit and debt management. I was like, oh, maybe I should check my score. And that was the first time I checked it. And at that time it was 476. And then I went on to get my first credit card to rebuild that. Mm. Yeah. So a year, how old were you when this happened? So when I first checked my credit score, I believe I was 27. 27? Yeah. And it all resulted from this one phone bill not yeah. being paid. So how much did you rack up? Like 2000 3000 Was it that deep? 1500 1500 Yeah. Oh, shoot. Damn. So yeah. your bill was like maybe 50 bucks a month and you just let it pile up over yeah. two years or something like that? And they that. would call me and be like, we got a payment plan. And I'd be like shaking because I didn't tell my parents yet. I'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I was like, okay, I can't do this. Like collections is calling me. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And we ended up doing a settlement, which I personally would not recommend. However, it is a good way to clear debt faster so for those who don't know settlement you're paying less than what you owe Mm -hmm. as per the offer from the collections company but it gets tricky i would say this if you can avoid your accounts from going to collections please avoid it yeah so after 90 days of non-payment they'll send it to a third party and then they'll try to get the money from you once it gets to collections it's kind of like the deep dark side of the web it's very it's not cool because those third-party companies sell your account around and even if you do a settlement like in my case years later someone can call me again and be like hey you still owe this money which actually happened Mm -hmm. but because i knew what was going on through being a debt collector i was like nah here's the proof y'all can leave me alone now yeah but you know, maybe people who are older or, you know, not familiar with the system, they don't know and they might pay again. So it just gets real messy when it gets to collection. So you it don't does. want, you just want to avoid that. No, I, I completely yeah. agree with you. There's even a time um, when I left Ryerson to move out with my friends at a residence uh, mm. from Pittman Hall. So if you guys know Ryerson, you know Pittman Hall. We moved to a condo in Liberty Village. Okay. And I was like at my parents' house and we're like gearing up to get this lease. So I tell the guys, I was like, you know what? I'll sign up for the Rogers Internet. You guys mm. just e-transfer me every single month to to do this thing. So one thing we did, the Rogers guys sold me on was like, let's get this Internet and TV package. Yeah. So we move in. We don't even get a TV for the longest time. And <laughs> we're paying for TV without even having a TV because we're trying to get furniture. We're trying to get all these things. Um, then... Things hit the fan between all three of us. Mm-hmm. Two of us decide to move out. And this other guy who stays back to pay for the whole condo himself. I'm like, hey, bro, 
just send me this money month over yeah. month until like you get your own internet then we can square it up months go by months go by like i'm asking him bro he transferred me a hundred something i think 110 bucks 110 bucks yeah. this thing keeps racking up racking up racking up every time i call him he doesn't pick up every time mm. i try and whatever he's like hey we can go to the residence if you don't live there and take off the internet so rogers is being a bunch of pricks about this whole thing yeah so i racked up like 1200 dollars worth of uh missed payments so i was on as rogers was on my ass every day and like <laughs> the debt collectors like what you were doing yeah they'll be ringing me all the time so yeah that time i'm a broke like i'm out of school at that point because i was taking a little break i don't have a job i have this mounting debt mm-hmm. every time they're calling me it's just like I, I even have my phone service anymore because i couldn't even afford to oh, pay it so they can't even reach me right mm-hmm. so i was just fucked yeah so eventually i get a payment plan and i don't even, I, I don't remember even checking my credit score because i didn't even know what a credit score i didn't have a credit card at that time i got my first yeah. credit card at 23 right it's like a mm-hmm. capital one secured card yeah but those debt collectors they will ring you they'll find every single way to get in touch yeah. with you and uh i paid it off six months just grinding it out grinding it out then i got my paycheck i had like four hundred dollars it's like man okay i I can save this money i can just pay off this rogers thing and get out my thing but that story just set me up into like a financial frame that (laughs) every single credit every time i get my credit card i'm like paid off paid off paid off because i'm ptsding off that story (laughs) you know so it's a blessing in disguise in a way like when bad things happen with your credit it just sets you in a financial path that you can actually think better yeah and avoid mistakes or like that for sure yeah and it's kind of sad because you want to be able to split costs with people but it just doesn't always work out that way mm-hmm. so i'm a firm believer that and this is going to sound weird but if you don't want the money back it's a gift but if you want the money back contract so if mm. if you're paying for something and people are supposed to pay you back contract and i've had to do that with people what about petty cash so petty cash just let it go yeah so if if someone asks you to borrow money and you don't care to get it back then that's a gift but if you're expecting that money back something has to be in writing yeah those those relationships take a hit when yeah it it's can. your homie can't even pay you back you're like bro you gave me your word yeah. you said you have the money like what well, like where's the money yeah and they're like sorry bro yeah like, and then you just lose trust yeah because chances are you know if people are asking you for money like they need it mm-hmm. so that also can be very telling that they need it and they need help so it may be hard to get the money back <clears throat> just let it go yeah just let it go yeah if but again, if you do want the money back, then something has to be written, something, some sort of agreement, because people will forget. Mm-hmm. Like people's memories conveniently. Conveniently, keywords. Just gone. <laughs> oh, I owe you money? What? Really? Like, <laughs> you don't remember the hour long conversation we had? So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's so. Bucks? Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of how I roll. <laughs> yeah. But now I see you have the Jamaican <laughs> island on your necklace. Yeah. Oh, by the way, someone thought it was the... Some, someone thought it was Trini. 
and they were Trini. I'm like, oh. so you don't know flags? Okay. Or not flags, sorry, islands, islands shapes, but hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it like giving a contract to someone in your Jamaican family? Mm, okay, I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I have. I So me and my brother have done real estate together. So naturally, he is an investor and naturally contracts have to be involved because he we're actually doing <laughs> legit things. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because my whole family, we live together. So it's like, I know where you live, but that doesn't negate the fact that he has a business and it's a real estate deal or agreement. So we've done contracts together. I have given a contract to a friend. They asked to borrow money and it was a lot of money. And so I wrote up a little contract and I basically said, you know, if you don't pay me back by this day, I'm going to be adding interest. And they ended up having to pay interest, but I got my money back. Mm -hmm. There's a level of professionalism and seriousness when you are like, yeah, I, I don't mind doing this, but we have to have some boundaries here. So and then, of course, that's protection for me, too, because it's like there were expectations and you didn't meet them. And so if I decide to not talk to you ever again, it's not why. Why did she start? No, like this is why. So I just. I prefer to do it that way. No, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Um, well, speaking of Jamaican, what was finance in your house like growing up? Non-existent non-existent so yeah i would say i've always been very transparent about my story like i do not have a struggle story however my parents never talked about money and my mom always just said save 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 but Mm -hmm. i didn't have a lot of responsibility so it was kind of like well what am i saving for yeah yeah yeah. so the point where it was like oh snap i can't afford a metro pass or i can't afford to like do certain things sneaking on the ttc Yo, did you ever yo, get fined? Yo, I walked to the... There was yeah, a point in time... TTC's crazy. Yo, there was a point <laughs> in time I walked to the gym. My gym was 40 minutes away. Yeah. Wow. I would walk to... I lost weight. From walking? Yes. All that cardio. Yeah, I was committed. <laughs> but I couldn't afford a Metro Pass. And I didn't want to ask my parents. So I walked. You know? Mm-hmm. That was my struggle. No. Yo, did you ever like... During those TTC days, you know, sometimes you just grab a bunch of change and just dash it in definitely. there definitely and like what are they gonna do definitely and just yeah. walk to the back like you gotta keep this thing moving yeah also you know how it's 325 yeah. who puts the 25 this cents 25 in? cents nah yo one no. time one time like i was going to, i was working at the source and uh i used to live on like dundas and bathurst to go to the Eaton center yeah and it's in the morning at this time right so i used mm. to go to the back and the whole these are the old street cars not the, the new ones Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The two yeah. door ones. Yeah. Right? The OG ones. And, the stairs. Uh, the stairs, right? <laughs> Yo, so I had to rack my brain. I'm like, wait, so what did the old skateboard look like? Shout out to the pairs. Shout out to all the pairs. Oh gosh. So yeah, yo. So I had a plastic Starbucks cup because I used to make my coffee at home. So mm. like I can just walk to work with a coffee. I don't gotta buy Timmy's or whatever. Yeah. So I'm there and uh I'm like hiding behind everyone and I get in the car and uh, you know back <laughs> in the day they used to flash that little paper 
like you know that little that little uh transfer transfer, transfer? transfer? Yeah. like you flash it as if like the guy in the front is looking at yeah, you yeah, flash yeah, yeah. it right i get in and boom conductor like ttc fair inspector is like hey proof of payment sir oh, and no. i was like choking on my own words i was like ah, i was trying to get to work whatever whatever Yo. so here i'll come out i come out and then he's like uh Oh, so you can't pay three twenty five, but you can get a Starbucks, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, sir, hey. listen, this is a plastic cup. I don't care. You mm. had time to make coffee, you had everything to do, but you can't pay three twenty five. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, yeah, this is my name. Give me your ID. Wrote me out a two hundred dollar ticket. Damn. This podcast is brought to you by Lather. Lather is a men's grooming line focused on using natural ingredients along with their invincible line. I highly suggest it. It makes you smell damn good. See, I, I'm not with that. I'm not with that whole fair inspection, fair, like fine thing. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to tell me that if I don't pay $325, you are going to find me. I think it's actually like 500 bucks or close to 500 bucks now. Mm-hmm. You're going to find me 500 So if I can't afford, let's say I really can't afford the fare. You think I can afford the ticket? Mm. That makes Two no bills. sense. And how and much money student. did you spend on employing? I know we need the employment, but employing these people who we all know love to target a certain group of people. Mm. I'm just over it. You're done, eh? Yeah. Tossed in the towel. I really feel like they could make TTC free. They made it free for the seniors and the kids. Big up yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I think they could make it free for everyone. Yeah, and those fare prices are not in your budget. Mm. You're budgeting for fare, like especially those days you're budgeting for Metro Pass. That was like a like 125. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not abusing that pass every day, exactly, it can it can be a sunk cost. Yeah. Like clean. Pause. <clears throat> oh man, I was doing. I was gonna say cooking. clean, clean. The, they said during COVID they were cleaning the buses twice a day. I'm sitting in the corner and I'm seeing dust bunnies. No, one thing that, that lies. I, you know what always got me? Speaking of the streetcars, y'all remember sand being in the streetcars? Sand. Yes. Oh in, in yeah, the at the front, back. At the back and at the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be sand. What was that? And from? I was like, why is there sand here? What Bro, they're trying to keep yeah, the weight down. I that? have no idea. That's what it was? I'm just making up. Oh. Wait, do you... No, I was literally about to say, oh, we don't want people to come from the beach and it's just sandy. Mm, <laughs> it's maybe. not enough sand. <laughs> not enough sand. It's not enough but yeah, sand. There was, there was bare sand. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, okay. it was just falling down a few times. But um, I was looking at it, though. Her audio was still coming through. Audio like, is still fire. Mm-hmm. It's still good, though. Mm-hmm. I was just... Yeah, I, 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 was, I was monitoring it. <clears throat> So, where were we? We just cut, t- came off at a streetcar. Mm-hmm. All right. So, now, in Toronto, it's getting very expensive. Mm-hmm. The TTC is 325 The rent starts at around 2500 for a one-bedroom. Yeah. For someone that's budgeting, how much should they be spending on rent versus other expenses of their paycheck? So a lot of people will talk about the 50, 30, 20 ratio. I don't subscribe so to that? that. What's a 50, 20, 30 ratio? So 50% on needs, 
30% on wants, 20% on on savings. Mm -hmm. I don't subscribe to that because I don't think that makes sense for everybody. Mm -hmm. When I sit down with clients, I go through a financial needs analysis that pinpoints based on their income and their expenses on a monthly basis, what does the disposable income look like if there's any and how do we work with that? So someone could be in the negative, they could be in the positive and basically working from that. So if someone's negative 500, should you be spending 30% on wants or do we need to address the income issue and or expenses issue, Mm. right? And then if someone, let's say, is plus 1,000 based on their situation, the debt that they have, if they already have an emergency fund, let's say, then we're allocating that a thousand dollars to the things that make sense for them Mm -hmm. so it's so individual i think sometimes with finance a blanket gets thrown on it like everybody should should be doing this and you have theories or methods like dave ramsey it's dave ramsey right yeah dave ramsey i always mix them up with the chef dude yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah you know and those are fine if it makes sense for you cool but I take a real individual approach because everybody's different, mm-hmm. you know? So, but also the the ratio at first glance doesn't even make sense anyway. Like, why would you want to spend more on wants than savings in general? Yeah. But hey, again, if someone wants to use that, that's cool. But I would rather take a more individual approach. For, for those people who don't know of you, like the listeners, what do you do? with your clients like what is the the role that you do just so you can establish that part of your business for sure so i'm a licensed financial advisor licensed in investments and insurance but i help with overall financial planning so that's insurance investments debt management budgeting strategies um what do you call it estate planning all of those Mm -hmm. things wrapped into one taking a holistic approach to building someone's financial house right Mm -hmm. and then i also do financial literacy workshops yeah. So the starting point would be a consultation, just sharing more about what I do, what it would look like to work with me, getting to know the client. And the second step is the financial needs analysis, which is analyzing big picture view of what they have, what they don't have and what they need to get to their goals. And I have to do that step. It's complimentary, but I have to do that step before I provide suggestions because I can't just pull suggestions out of my hat. I would love to but it doesn't make sense. And a lot of people actually do that. So a lot of people are starting to talk about insurance, for example. People are coming to me, hey, I hear you. I get that this is what you want. Financial needs analysis. It doesn't matter what you're coming to me for. That needs to happen so that I can see your life in totality to figure out what we need to focus on. Because I find a lot of people will come to me and they think they need to focus on one thing and it's actually something else. So... What's the common thing that you see? So one thing I've noticed, which is interesting, is that people actually have the means to save. They're just, their spending habits are horrendous. Mm -hmm. And it's just because they don't track, they're unaware, they've never done an, an analysis where it shows them on a monthly basis based on income and expenses, what their saving potential is. So they just assume that because they haven't been saving that they can't. And so it's a lot of, I have these goals and I'm just not able to save. Meanwhile, they're spending $2,000 a month on outside food. Mm. 
that's a real example. $2, so two thousand on like Uber Eats, outside food restaurants, Uber Eats, thing Uber is crazy. Eats a month. I have I have a client yeah. who I I said over the last three months I need you to write out every expense, every non-essential expense, and she did it, and it was two thousand dollars per month on outside food. Yeah. Yep. And you know us, we love to tip, right? So like she must must have had like maybe three hundred yep. bucks on tips, easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Actually, we had a guest that said that they all their food is bought out. Oh, yeah. Last guest. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have to yeah. remind me the name. But yeah, yeah I, there's a lot of people like that. Some people mm-hmm. don't have time to cook, yeah. so they drop and, money. Listen. On- Shout out to the busy people out there. I know it's hard to multitask sometimes, but planning, preparing is key. Mm. I have a lot of clients who also say, you know, I don't have time to do this, this, and that. What I've realized is that we actually have a lot of time, but we're spending it on things that aren't helping us. So I definitely can say I spend a lot of time on social media. An hour, two hours can go by easily. Scrolling. If I just cut that down a little bit, oh, look, I gave myself half an hour to make a little one-two meal. Mm-hmm. Right? So the planning part, I know like it's, see, it sounds boring, but... I realize as I mature that planning is such a huge part in success in many, many ways. And whether you dedicate time on a Sunday or a Wednesday or an hour before bed to meal prep, once you get into those habits and you get into that consistency, it's going to be easier to do it. Mm. But if you keep avoiding that or keep saying that you can't do it or you don't have time, you will start to believe that you don't and then you'll never put the effort in to actually try. But also too, there's meal prep companies as well. So you may save money by investing in someone to do the meal prep for you and that way you're eating healthier. But nothing beats the delivery cost of Uber and like Uber Eats and nothing beats the extra money that you do spend when you go outside. Like going outside, you just feel like you want to spend. That's why when I'm trying to save money, you will not see me outside. Yo, I will stay out, in. Stay indoors. You step Literally. outside in Toronto, yeah. a bill leaves your pocket. Literally. I don't, it just it just evaporates. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it and just clanks somewhere. And I'm like pretty frugal. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah. I could get another, you know, you know, couple of plates shit, of food. This is interesting, <laughs> right? Because, like, especially young people live in the city. They're trying to date. They're trying to like do these mm-hmm. things. And uh, this topic about splitting the bill, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're in a relationship, so it would be yeah. nice to get your insight in when you were single, mm-hmm. um, knowing the economy, knowing how much vibe there and back is, appetizer, drinks. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, outlook on that? Like, with understanding the financial obligation the guy has by societal standards right and you being having this frugal mindset do you give Mm -hmm. them a break or do you still stick to your norms of as a lady so my i don't know if it's a theory or my movements i guess you could say is that if i invite you i am paying Mm. so i've I actually really never talk about relationships. That's actually so funny. I'm real, I'm real like stealth. Like people don't know about me. I like to be real, you know, but I am the type of person, if I'm interested in you, I will ask you out on a date. Mm. 
I don't have an as issue a as a woman. I don't have an issue asking a guy on a date wow. or proposing that we hang out. Yeah. So if I offer like, hey, let's go out. We'd love to take you to dinner. That's me offering. I'm going to pay. Now, if it's the reverse, I'm expecting you to pay. However, I always come prepared because mm-hmm. ain't nobody going to be doing that awkward thing at the end of the, the dinner, the right? Yeah. So I never assume which is why the communication prior is important. So if someone says, hey, like I want to take you out. Okay, great. Is this a date? Like set the standards. Yes, it is. Okay. So are you treating me? And I know it seems weird, but it's like if you don't talk about those things and set the expectations, then you have the drama that comes with it after. So People rely on vibes. So you're saying be be don't rely on vibes. Go actually ask direct questions. Yeah, be direct. Like set yeah. the expectation. Like yeah. what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't splitting the bill, honestly. If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. I think there's so much societal pressure for everything. You know, Again, with the expectation part, if it's like, I want to go out, but you know, my budget is whatever. Do you mind splitting the bill? And then if the person's not cool with it, then don't go out with them. What, what do you think about $200 dates? You know, there was this debate on Twitter. $200 date, dollar first dates is the normal. It's not that hard to spend $200. That's true. Yeah. like Especially, 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 especially you know, the new restaurants that keep popping up. Yeah. Isabel and Annabelle and... Whatever then, Margot and Martin. It's not an Italian name. It's over. The Greek ones. Just feed yourself on bread. Yeah, like they're expensive. So, oh, you know what? Can we like rewind for a second? Because now I thought of another stupid purchase that I made just three weeks ago. What happened? I bought don julio shots and i didn't know how much they cost it's like 18 dollars a shot no it was 28 dollars per shot oh my goodness um and i like to do double shot because one shot is not doing me yeah they're stingy with that first one. anything so i pretty much it was like a brunch thing mm. but i ordered a drink prior and because we moved from the patio to the inside, the lady wanted to close off the bill. So I'm looking at the bill like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> like, why does it say 68 bucks or whatever, how much it was? And then I realized that each shot, I'm like, yeah, of course she wouldn't tell me that, you know? So that was, that it is nice. never that serious. 1800 <laughs> does just fine. Yeah. Oh, Jose Cuervo does just yeah, fine. Yeah, I... That hurt. That really hurt. I was like, never in my life will I do that again. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't even get a buzz after that shot. It's just like 80 bucks gone. No. You know what thing was that was my stupid idea? That stupid expense that I did? It. I bought a trip on credit. That was mm. stupid. Recently? Not recently. But bought a trip on credit. I think that was a dumb thing. Mm. You know? How was that dumb? Because I think a lot of people uh, think that yeah, I was make it back in no time, but that thing sits on your credit and you got to pay that down. Yeah. I finessed it. The way I finessed it is um, I increased my credit limit 
and then mm. bought it. So, so my utilization rate. Well, yeah. I, I, I said, you laughing at me in the back? Are you laughing at me? Like, like, talk, like, talk. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, Bob is snickering. That is a good finesse. It's a good finesse. Yeah. You know, so, so my credit card, no, my, my credit doesn't get hit by it. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, it stays under 30. Mm-hmm. You know, that was mm-hmm. like, but um, other than that, though, definitely wouldn't do that again. Yeah. You know, in terms of. Wait, do you at least get points, though, or some sort of rebates? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I got points, but like the points to value was not yeah. worth it. The not amount of time it, it took to pay it off, yeah. yeah, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Do not suggest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I agree. Two out of two out of five stars. Can we not skip over that thirty percent utilization rate though? Let's talk about it. Because a lot of people do not know this, and it's people are hurting. Their their credit scores are hurting because oh, they think that they can rack up their credit card. And then paid off the next day, and everything's gonna be dandy. Utilizing more than thirty percent of your credit card limit is one of the worst things that you can do, next to missing a payment. So, something's got to give, right? And with the the clients that I sit down with, a lot of them, it starts off noble, like they want to use their credit card for everything because they want it to increase their credit score. But then when it piles up and you can't keep up keep up with the payments, it's doing the opposite, mm-hmm. right? So one way to combat that is to, you could increase your limit, but you could also get multiple cards, which I wouldn't suggest unless you're responsible. The real thing is creating that discipline and being responsible enough to know that this is just a thing that they've implemented and you have to keep it under 30%. And if you don't, your score will be impacted. So the choice is yours, but that's one of the biggest things I would say that I see when it comes to clients and their credit and debt. Mm -hmm. They have so much potential to have a great credit score and the utilization rate is just killing them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big thing, and I think um that was been like the biggest indicator of me keeping my credit score in good standings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what other credit tips do people should people know? So I would say instead of making the one payment per month, institutions like to see multiple. So when I first got my credit mm-hmm. card, my first credit card, I was making the one payment per month. After a couple months, I asked my mentor, like, hey, my score is barely moving. What's going on? She's like, try making two payments per month before the due date. I started doing that. And in six months, my score went up over 300 points. Results not guaranteed. Disclaimer. But I've suggested my clients to do this. My cousin has done this. My brother has done this. And they see a huge difference. So that that's a trick. Back? Is that how you bounce back for the 476? Yeah. Multiple payments. Isaac yeah. has a question. My bad. I just didn't hear what you said. Can you just repeat it one more time? Yeah. So making multiple payments per month before the due date. Mm. Yeah. What, are your, what are your thoughts on credit card hacking? So there's a lot of guys and girls mm-hmm. who get multiple cards for, hey, this gets me this many points for a flight yeah this if i spend at this hotel i get this many points and yeah uh, they just pile on all this credit and Mm -hmm. one of the key things you said is the more credit you have the more and especially the bureaus they'll be looking at why are you searching for credit yeah consistently Mm -hmm. and you just got this card 
less than eight months ago and you want another card yeah uh is that a good thing to do just to chase the rewards that you get from cards so i've also seen that and of course to each their own but it's one thing to do that if you have the means to pay off those balances but also too yeah applying for cards you know it's usually over two to three in a year they're looking at you sideways mm. right so you want to be mindful of that and then again if you're just opening up these cards to get the perks those perks it's usually you have to spend a certain amount of money in a certain amount of time right so Again, if you can't keep up with those payments, it's going to do more harm than it is good. And I just think people should, again, do things that make sense for their situation. Like, it sounds great, you know, like free flights. That sounds amazing. But you got to spend the money to get those points. And you just got to be able to stay on top of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like we got these points and... We're thinking, oh, I'm going to take that trip. Yeah. And it's so far away. Yeah. That, and it's not like we're abusing yeah. our cars, taking trips. We're not like, you know, you're like a business executive taking multiple flights a day. Yeah. So we live with this fantasy and idea that I'll be staying at this hotel. But how many times a yeah. year do you stay in a hotel? Maybe less than five, give or take. Yeah. For like little trips or maybe yeah. a family event. And then how many it's flights true. do you take? Like yeah. last year. I was like, did we take any flights last year? Not, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. We didn't take any flights, but mm -hmm. it's just like we rack up, uh, like, as a society, we've been told yeah. for that one moment where you're going to need this flight, mm -hmm. this is why you should spend this. So it's marketing yeah. in a way. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy how like they, they twist your mind to think that you, you'll need this when mm -hmm. the opportunity barely ever comes. Yeah. Also, too, I've been hearing a lot, and it's mostly from American finance gurus, but they'll say to use your credit card or your line of credit to invest. And it's just the way they're saying it. It's like, come on. Like, y'all just putting stuff together for clickbait. It'll be like, okay, so get three of your friends and each of you get a line of credit that has $50,000 on it. And what you're going to do is you're going to take that line of credit and you're going to go and you're going to put the money in an insurance policy. You're going to go and you're going to buy property. It's the LLC gurus. It's like, okay. And then you have to pay this back. Like mm -hmm. we keep forgetting that we need to pay these things back. And if we don't pay them back on time, Interest is one of the biggest enemies to our money, as well as taxes, but interest on our debt is the biggest enemy, right? Mm -hmm. So you can really get stuck in a cycle of paying way more than you borrowed if you continue to follow these kind of clickbaity suggestions. Now, if you're wealthy or you understand the concept of debt, because yes, you do want to utilize debt to build wealth because it allows you to use other people's money to build wealth faster. But if you understand how it works and you, you have a certain plan in place, it'll do what it needs to do for you. But the average person, I'm not suggesting you use your, your line of credit to go invest in stocks when your situation is a little shaky because mm -hmm. you're just going to be worse off. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Speaking of the average person, <laughs> do you have 
I'm um, Segway King, if you don't if you don't already know. He's quarterbacking. <laughs> I have some videos for you to react to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that because yes. of the motorcycle. I have some videos for you to react to. I want to get your opinion on this. All okay. right. So I'm gonna give it to you and you can press play out loud. So I'm turning on my phone, guys. Mm-hmm. So there ain't no push ups here. All right, I'm here done. you go. Swing it over there. Yeah, Wait, what's this on. put is this a if your phone goes off you gotta do push ups? Yes. Yeah. Usually we have the Bluetooth speaker on. Alrighty. Well the ninety five percent joy model. And it breaks down like this. We have a joint checking account and his paychecks from his job put the mic put the, ca- the camera to the mic. So what's your immediate thoughts on that one? I will actually have one more. I have one more I'm gonna give you. But um, what's your what's your immediate reaction to that? It sounds great. I personally am a huge advocate for having your own, and then when you get to a certain point when you are in a relationship, then you join together. Especially if you have kids, if you have a house, there's joint expenses. Then definitely. But I also am a big, big advocate for having your own emergency fund, your own savings as well. I say that sounds decent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one more for you. Okay. Right. Here you go. Swing that over. And then hold it next to the mic as you uh, listen to it. Okay. See, that's that's my alarm. <laughs> I'll do push-ups though. Oh, no. Well, you're okay because you're actually in the edited section. Discretionary spending mm-hmm. totals seven hundred and fifty dollars this week. 
Once I take care of my variable expenses, I have about $3,000 remaining. I'm going to put 1000 of that in my emergency savings. 1000 of that is going to go into my travel savings account. And then the other $1,000 I'm going to send to make a tuition payment towards my son's college tuition. And that's how I do my budget. I love that people can. Uh, she, I noticed it first, actually. Yeah. Me? I love the owner of Chosen Design. She's a sweetheart. Really? Yeah. I like their glasses. Isaac has a lot of their glasses. Any, any, he mm-hmm. showed me the, the, the eyeglasses. I think I made my cop so. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They, they do give a little bit of a fuckboy vibe. No offense, Isaac. You know what I'm saying? I'm done. Yeah. One more thing about Chosen Designs, by the way. I manifested this bag. I said I wanted a black purse from a black-owned brand. And maybe like a week or two later, she dropped the bag. So, period. Yeah. happened. I just yeah. to cop some of them, some of them bangs. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah, no, that seems very detailed, and it seems like it works. Mm. Mm. Like having the thing about it is, is that most people are not doing that. Like they don't have a clue. Like I talk to them, like, hey, just off the top, like, how much do you pay for your phone? It's like, uh, uh, uh. like I could tell you, I pay sixty-seven dollars eighty cents for my phone bill. Like. There's certain things, if you don't know it off the top of your head, it needs to be written down somewhere. Because mm-hmm. how do you plan based on maybe it's 60, maybe it's 70, mm-hmm. right? Like, they always say numbers don't lie. So we have to use the numbers to plan as much as we can. Obviously, if you're a freelancer, that is hard as hell, yeah. right? But if you're making consistent income and you have certain fixed expenses and variable expenses that you're aware of, you should know what those are so that you can plan. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I actually saw another TikTok, but I, don't, I didn't save this one, where a woman said, my man has all the bills on auto pay and that leaves me at ease. What's your opinion on bills on auto pay as a financial mm-hmm. planner? So I have my phone bill on auto pay and I actually use a credit card to pay that. So at least I know every month that's getting paid. I'm always going to have money for my phone bill. Most people will always have money for their phone bill. So that's helping me with my score. Other bills on auto pay. What? Other bills do I have that are on auto pay? I guess like life insurance is on auto pay. But it doesn't have to be your experience. It's yeah. Just the general concept of yeah. having many bills on auto pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting okay, there. Okay, okay. Honestly, I don't mind that yeah. because at least you're not going to forget to make the payment. However, you have certain companies, I'm not going to say the names robbers that may overcharge or even gym memberships they be doing some shady stuff right so when you're not physically transferring the money sometimes it gets messy right sometimes you can get overcharged undercharged double charged so even if things are on auto pay i do think you should still be aware of what's going on like once a month looking at what came out 
That's another thing, right? Statements, not people don't be looking at their statements. You got to be up to speed on what's coming out of your bank account, whether it's automatic or not. You should still be well aware of the movements of your bank accounts and what your statements are looking like on a monthly basis. So again, I like that idea with certain things, but it doesn't mean that you can just ignore the movements of your bank account. Mm. Yeah. Big gems. Now, yeah. one thing you said on our on our call before we got to the pod was that there's like a structure to having a financial plan. Can yeah. you walk us through that? Yeah, of course. So, like I said, I like to think of our finances like a house. Everybody yeah. has a house. And if we're trying to build a solid house, you want to start with the foundation. So the most important thing is not only having the right life insurance, critical illness and or disability, but actually understanding what you have and making sure it makes sense for you because it's a preventative measure. It's going to help prevent financial burden for your family, but also things like critical illness, disability, help prevent financial burden for you if you can't work, right? Because a lot of people get into a lot of trouble with depleting their life savings, getting into a lot of debt because they didn't have the funds to take care of unexpected expenses, whether that was health-related, losing income, passing away prematurely, or having to take care of, you know, family members who passed away prematurely, having to take on the financial burden of that. So that's going to be the foundation, right? Next would be debt management. And I will say this, everybody's different, but this is the ideal way. So I personally built my financial house this way. The financial needs analysis that I talked about earlier, that's going to determine the priorities of said person, right? So obviously if someone is in the negatives, negative 500 every month, I'm not going to be like, but you need life insurance. Let's go. Let's get this now. Like, no, we need to figure out how to Mm -hmm. increase income and reduce expenses first. But Ideally, you want to build it this way. Afterlife insurance is debt management. So taking a look at how that person is managing their debt, if they can move things around, if they need to consolidate, if they're paying too much in interest, if they're making enough payments and coming up with a plan to tackle it as soon as possible to free up more money in that way. Next would be emergency fund. So of course... We need an emergency fund to take care of unexpected expenses. Now we're suggesting six months of income because job security doesn't exist anymore and things are getting real, right? So coming up with a plan to contribute on a monthly basis to an emergency fund. And last but not least, investments. So it's at the top as the last piece because if these other areas aren't solid or in place or in process then putting your money into things that are risky may not be smart but again everybody's different there are people that i've worked with who have everything in place but no investment so obviously we take a look at their situation and then we can start there and then other people don't have anything in place and now we're starting from the bottom so life insurance or protection debt management Emergency fund slash savings and then investments. Big gem. That's very yeah. insightful. Yeah. That's Big. very insightful. Yeah. And and one thing too, I just want to say because 
everything that I say or anything that I've suggested, I've done. So the multiple payments on the credit card, I do. I actually do three payments, more like three payments per month. So if my balance is, let's say, $1,000, I'm splitting that up. If it's 500 bucks, I'm splitting that up. If it's 100 bucks, I'm splitting that up. It's worked in the past. It's working now. I'm not going to deviate from that. I'm protected. I have insurance. I have critical illness. Um, my debt is under control. I have an emergency fund. So these things aren't just, you know, me pulling them out of my hair. I use these methods to build my own my own financial house. And, and that's why I'm so adamant about teaching that to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. With your financial house and getting into investments, you said you got into real estate. How was yeah. that process for you? Yeah. So one thing I'll say, what's that quote? Uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. So my brother's been in real estate for a very long time. I think since maybe 2014, if not before that. And when I started to get my finances together and he saw that, you know, my score was increasing because I was documenting my journey on social media before I started my business. He was like, hey, I am about to close on this pre-construction that I, you know, got involved with years ago. Would love for you to be able to help with the mortgage process and closing costs. So because my score was so great, I was actually in the position to help in that way. And then I was able to also get a cut once they sold, right? So that was my first experience um, with real estate. And then after that, I started to give short-term loans to him. So essentially, he would be raising funds for flips. He would need funds for closing costs, lawyer fees, all of that stuff. And I would just loan him a couple thousand dollars, charge him interest, and then upon completion, get my initial investment plus interest. So that was a hands-off way for me to still be involved in real estate because I would still get updates on these projects and these properties and stuff. But... I didn't have to do anything, mm-hmm. right? And that's an easy way to get involved. And also to, you're not going to get that kind of interest at the bank. So even if it was a couple times, it was just two, 400, 600, and other times it was way more, but that would be way more than I would get at the bank. So it was worth it for me. Also, that money would have been spent on crap. So I decided to throw it to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Family yeah. wealth. I love it. Yep. Building from within. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, one more thing. There was one more thing. So there's a uh, cottage resort project that we're involved in. It's about to pretty much mature very soon. I can't believe four years is almost up, but that's another thing where, you know, he was seeking investments for that and my initial investment i believe was ten thousand, and then i added another two thousand into that so just yeah it doesn't always have to be purchasing your own property and we know that you know the market is quite you know it's not as accessible as it can be but the short-term loans is a way that you can participate if you know angel investors or investors of any type, you can get involved that way. 
This podcast is brought to you by Nyorai Cellars. If you didn't know, Nyorai Cellars is the only black-owned wine company in Canada. Right now, I'm holding the rosé, the 2021 rosé bottle. This drink is amazing. I mean, it's perfect for those dishes such as seafood where you're cooking shrimp, you're having some pasta, whatever it is you're having. Grab a bottle of Nyorai Cellars, the rosé. If you're having a date night with your significant other, you know what to grab. Grab the Nyorai. Whatever it is, grab the Nyorai. I mean, you will not go wrong with this wine. It's perfect for everybody. If you've never drank wine, this is a great bottle for you. Or even if you're a wine expert, you're an aficionado and you drink everything. I mean, you cannot go in your eye. I'm telling you, this wine is really, really good. And even though I'm boosting it this hard, it's because I really love drinking it. And I'm someone who loves to drink wine. So whatever it is, whatever the special occasion, check on your eye. They have Sauvignon Blancs. They have Rieslings. I'm holding the Rosé right now. They have a wide variety of different collections of different wines you can choose from. Make sure to check them out. The link is going to be in the description. Check them out. Order a crate for yourself or you can uh, send a gift to someone that you want to gift um, some wine to. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. So in your rice sellers, check them out. Link will be in the description. And I'm back to the show. So, big jams, big yeah. jams. All right, as we're close wrapping up, man, first off, thank you so much for being so open and transparent. I really appreciate yeah. it. You know, um, we have a lot of male listeners. Our social media <laughs> has like, has like a, a mix. Yeah. But our core audience is like, 80 to 70 percent men mm-hmm. you know so with men discretionary dating is huge mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what advice do you have for guys that are finding it challenging to date and budget at the same time mm-hmm. yeah so i would say you definitely don't want to go into debt going on 20 million dates on like every month (laughs) um three hinge dates a week yeah that's (laughs) crazy but you i mean the ideal situation is that you put money towards a fun budget and if you have the means to go on dates do that but you got to make sure that the other areas are being addressed as well so Mm. If you don't have an emergency fund, but you're spending a hundred bucks on dates, no judgment. We love you, but I'm looking at you sideways, right? So I definitely think that everybody should be looking at their situation and making sure that they're good or at least on a path to be more organized and in control of their finances before they spend money on the non-essentials because dates when you are dating, getting to know people, like that part is non-essential compared to the emergency fund and taking care of your debt and all of those things that are under your name. So just be mindful of that. And also too, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of like a lost cause. Like dates don't always have to be $200 dinners. I love the arcade, arcade movies, you know, um, ROM After Dark is like $30 and they have music and food vendors and art and all that stuff. You can find inexpensive date ideas. But of course, you have to be, you know, with somebody who appreciates those things. I guess eating out is the easiest date idea you can do. But let's get a little creative. Mm. Creative and budget friendly. I actually, I think I posted something like a million moons ago 
of inexpensive date ideas. I might have to repost it again for y'all so you can get yeah, some ideas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's so many things to do. A quick Google search will do wonders. Don't always think that you have to do a fancy dinner. And also know who you're like, who are you trying to attract? Like, do you audience. want the expensive, expensive you know, person who is going to want to go out to eat all the time? Or do you want someone who's open to activities and going on a nature walk? Like, these things are fun, too. Just saying. It's not always about the bad and bougie. <sighs> I'm not bad, bad or bougie. bougie so. Yeah. To, to chime in here, um, as a former brokey, <laughs> some dates that I know that are absolutely fire and super budget-friendly. mm during the summertime, is chips to Center Island. Yes. Big gem, fellas. Just get a blanket and get a picnic. Yeah. Of course. Get a blanket, get a picnic. Yeah. Bring that Nurai Rosé. You can get it at NuraiSellers.com. Most definitely. Um, she gets a boat ride. <laughs> yeah. Then when you bring it to the island, you bring it to the beach side. She yep. gets a boat and a beach and a picnic. Yeah. And then you can bring games. And a view yeah. of the city on the way there. Oh, my goodness. All yeah. the pics, all the She's content yeah. you're getting. Oh, so here's a shameless plug because I love shouting out black businesses. So one thing I think we all need to do in general is be more curious. So I do think that one of the very first dates should be actually getting to know the person. So there's a game black owns called Convo and Chill. I don't know if y'all heard of it. I Conversational cards. Mm -hmm. Listen, <sighs> those questions... They're about finance, relationships, family, all of those things. Or you can even just Google some questions, like 20 questions to ask your partner or ask on a date, whatever. But that's also an inexpensive date idea. Like you can grab some food and then do that because correct me if I'm wrong. We're not going on dates just to go on dates. Like we're trying to see if these people are candidates, whether it's for a serious relationship or not. So you, you want to actually get That's to know these people thinking of you shay wow i mean like you're saying like we're going on dates to get to know like, yeah no, yeah, yeah, no mean, whether it's serious relationship <laughs> or, or casual you're still trying to see if they're a candidate so how okay. do you do that you ask them questions yeah. right all right well there's some dudes out here who there's some dudes out here who mm -hmm. just like have other ideas and that's that's they, fine they want to be casual they want to be casual yeah, yeah. But, like, not casual, casual, like, with the one person. It's just, like, a one-night thing. That's still okay, casual. Okay, fair. It's casual, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Fair. So, ca me, casual is, like, you're not committed. Yeah. You're seeing the same person. Right. But it's a transactional thing. Okay. You get me? True. Yeah. So, then, in that case, don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one date thing that I thought that, that was really helpful for me was uh, desserts. Mm. So yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. you gave me this Wait, idea before, like, yeah. and I think I tried it one time. Uh, uh, there's a place called Cacao Seventy. Okay. Oh on yeah. Queen and Spadina. Mm -hmm. They closed it down, by the way. Mm. Yeah. It's like a dope ass spot. You can get crepes, yeah. coffee. It's like a it nice. It bougie though. Like it. It's actually very fair pricing, yeah. but the decor and mm. the ambiance and they're like very dark, warm colors. Especially yeah. in the fall. It's a good fall place to go on a date. Okay. It's like $15 crepes at the time, coffee. Okay. And uh, this is where you bring the girls for relationship material as a guy. Mm. Right? You're trying to show you're serious a little bit. Take notes, y'all. I mean, there's no other cacao seven. Is it cacao? Is it ca 
How do you say it? I think it's cacao. Cacao, cacao right? Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. COVID just yeah. brought it down. Mm-hmm. But, um, but listen, arcades, there's two in the city free wait not free entry it's like five dollar entry it's fun like if if, i don't know i'm i'm being judgy if you don't want to play a game of tetris Mm. you're boring yeah you know but but you know what (laughs) just like an idea because everyone's different but i will say with the arcade it's like you can like It'll bring out the competitiveness if they have any. Because for me, I'm like, win, lose, I don't care. But that's also a good tester too. Because if you're getting real mad that you lost, like extra mad, I'm looking at you sideways. So I feel like that's like a cute little test. Like it's fun, but it's like if you get too mad, I'm like, okay, like it was just a game. It shows a character. Yeah. So, yeah. one thing we didn't do is put a number on it. Because you said okay. you should have six months of savings, six months of expenses saved up. Six, six months of income. Six months of income. Yeah, saved that's up. ideal. Mm-hmm. But six months of income. So, in Toronto, to in order to afford to live there, you have to make at least, I'd say, four grand a month. Mm-hmm. So, six months, six times four. It's twenty four thousand. So you'd have to have twenty four thousand dollars in the bank before you go on any dates. So that's ideal, right? Everybody's different. Some people will start off with six months of expenses because that's less, that's mm-hmm. more affordable. Some people will say, like some of my clients are like, I'm cool with having ten thousand dollars in my emergency fund. So you can do multiple things at once, but I was saying earlier that. If you don't got an emergency fund, if you got a lot of debt, if your stuff is not in order and you don't even have a plan to get in order, be mindful of how much you're spending on these extracurricular things because it's taking away from the priorities, which is making sure that you're good. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I wanted to do, because I I know how how guys move. Yeah. If we give them a percentage, they can be like, oh, let me go calculate that. That's work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they need to be like, 10K? 10k yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. they, they there was an that. answer and they go need the, they yeah. need that. hey here's That's a number fair. take that with you and go yeah, yeah. You know? so absolutely i think yeah. if you can give them a number i think 10k is fair 10k before is you, very I fair before you fair. go on dates you should have 10k in the bank yeah there's yeah. also a rule like even for general expenses i was watching this show called uh made in america mm-hmm. you ever see it's on hbo for sure they had kid cuddy in there Cuddy. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy called uh what's his name but one rich character who was a hedge fund manager He's advising these guys who's trying to start a clothing line. Mm-hmm. And uh, one rule of thumb, he says, rent should be one week's pay. That's what his mom told him. Mm-hmm. One week's pay. So if rent should be one week's pay, and if you want to know if you can afford something, multiply it by 10. And if you have mm-hmm. that number, you can make that purchase. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to buy a new MacBook, multiply that number times 10. Yeah. Okay, do I have this? Okay, I can afford it. You're going to buy that new car. It's a 50K car. Like you're going to actually own it. Yeah. Multiply that number by 10. And if you have that mo- money, do it right interesting because i've heard if you can't buy it twice you shouldn't be buying it that's another good rule of thumb yeah, i think that's also more realistic yeah if you can buy it twice yeah 10 sounds crazy crazy 10 sounds good like, like if i can't what? buy it 10 times what no, no 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 guys okay guys let me and girls let me clarify that please if look at the price of the macbook mm-hmm. multiply that price by 10 mm-hmm. okay if you don't have that figure 
do not make that purchase. It's not in your real. But I'm saying Bruh. that's still that's, that's still crazy. crazy. Yeah, a MacBook is like can go from like four to six thousand dollars. So yeah, sixty thousand dollars. Bro, a Mac is like two bags. Not a good one. Three thousand. That's like that's like the mid. That's like the you're. you're okay, okay you're, no, you're no, 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 no. Let's keep it. Let's keep Y'all it. Y'all can get MacBooks like MacBook at Best Air. Buy. My MacBook was like seventeen hundred on sale at Best Buy. So. But right. yeah, so, MacBooks are expensive 35, as hell. 3, yeah. So his was thirty five hundred. My MacBook so. Pro Retina, thirteen inch, back in two thousand thirteen, was eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. All right. So there's two different things because if you're creative and you're, and you're investing in that in that boy, well, bro, we're yeah. talking general expenses. All right, so, so if you're a general, general, guy, general, you're a general, fair, general fair, fair, fair. dude. Fair. So if you're yeah. a general, I'd say it costs anywhere from seventeen to let's say three grand max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's about thirty k. And if you can't pay that, then that's buy a, a, a Lenovo. There's nothing wrong. With that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I don't. Or buy a compact computer. I don't know if they still make those. Yeah, no, that seems wild. But and then I also just want to clarify because I don't want people to feel like they can't go on dates if they don't have an emergency fund. You need to allocate a budget to fun. You do. Like you need to have fun. But your priority should be the emergency fund because that's what's going to save you when ish hits the fan. Yeah. Right. So just the, the reality is you need to the reality is you need to book a financial needs analysis with me so we can figure out what your situation mm. looks like. And if you even have the funds to be doing these wild excursions. Mm. But. Again, knowing what you're making, your expenses, if you have disposable income, it's all going to help you figure out how much you should be putting towards your emergency fund, how much you should be putting towards extracurriculars, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of advice, uh, and I'll get into general financial advice you get on social media because mm. everybody and anybody is giving financial advice, right? So number one, seriously, there's a lot of things you hear commonly, mm-hmm. which is, if you don't buy that $5 Starbucks, <laughs> you can save for a house, right? That is one of them, right? Yeah. What are your, yeah. what are your takes on those type of uh, euphemisms? Like where people yeah. are saying, yeah, okay, just cut back on that donut or that whatever. Yeah. And you're going to get faster to your, does it really yeah. make a difference in your <sighs> opinion? Honestly, it can because it's not just about the five dollars starbucks today it's like the if we know about compounding interest it's the compound effect so doing this over and over again every single day every single month or every single day every single week every single month every single year for the next 60 years it's going to add up right do i think that you need to cut out your starbucks that's up to you honestly it really is right but it's usually not the $5 Starbucks. It's the $2,000 a month on outside food. But but the thing is, there's this whole idea that you got to cut back on many things that you truly enjoy. There's mm-hmm. some people that can't go away with without their maca frappe. Yeah. I was like, what's that thing I got you yesterday? Matcha frappe. Mm. They can't live without that. Like they need a matcha frappe, right? Yeah. So to tell someone if you don't, if you stop drinking a matcha frap, mm-hmm. you'll be able to save for a house. So there's this big extreme of yeah, buy a house, cut back on Starbucks. No, I think the the the, the thing is make more money 
and that then, too you know even within investing right there's yeah. this whole idea about teaching people how to invest mm-hmm. um you have all these financial influencers talking about i just made this trade i just did yeah. this trade and then kids are trying to find okay how do i get into this right yeah. so the big disconnect is telling people you need to find ways to make more money mm-hmm. to invest because i feel like in financial investing knowledge like all these people who are big they skip out on that part and they talk about just the tactics of yeah. investing but that yeah. needs to be telling people okay with if you're making this income these are the things that you could do mm-hmm. i think we gloss over that part of things yeah what do you think i definitely agree i definitely agree um so needs and wants are different mm-hmm. cuz you're saying that this person needs they need that matcha their frappe. matcha okay they need the matcha frap again everything is so individual because at the end of the day if the numbers say that you cannot afford this because you're in the negatives every month and it's not just the moksha it's all these other things that are making you in the negative if you can't afford to pay your bills and experience luxury items sometimes you have to sacrifice the luxury items for a little bit of time so that you can address your needs right yes it sounds extreme but again i'm going to go back to the point where it's the compounding effect right so certain habits that you do over time are going to have certain effects so spending a lot of money on starbucks over time is going to have a lot of effects if you want to be able to pay your bills and experience the luxuries of starbucks you will probably have to make more money and the reality is with everybody's situation there's only two real solutions right you either make more money cut back on expenses or you could do both like if we're really trying to be black and white you either make more money so that you don't have to cut back on expenses mm-hmm. and your lifestyle or you sacrifice some things cut back on the lifestyle so that you can have more cash flow yeah it's even with budgeting too yeah the idea with budgeting is that some people just don't have anything to budget yeah you know and it's such a big disconnect so that's what i find with a lot of financial gurus on youtube especially the americans Mm. right i have a big problem with them because yeah they make they they glamorize this whole budgeting it's become Mm -hmm. a whole industry you know what i'm saying yeah and everyone is trying to get a piece of that cake yeah how to budget and some people are just trying to get by yeah you know and they fail to acknowledge those things. Yeah. It's like same thing with entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. It's so glamorized. It's so sexy. Yeah. Start a business, raise some money. Yeah. All these hooplas and now you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. But that whole iceberg, that's the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole lot of things that need to go into that. Yeah. For you to actually experience the benefits of compound interest and investing mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. Is finding a place that you can actually get a good income to yeah. see the dividends of what you're doing pay off. Yeah. And 1000%, like we we can't ignore the fact that there's a system in place that is not designed for us to succeed and also too that there are so many other factors like the wage, uh, the wages, the cost of living, all of that stuff. That's like a it's actually full it's, stop. It's like there's hectic. no way to dis what's the word I'm looking for? Dispute, Dispute that. Dispute. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Now that's where the making more income comes in, but it's the kind of income. So as much as it's not glamorous and easy to be an entrepreneur and because collectively we're not 
encouraged mm -hmm. to explore that early enough, there's a gap with that. But when if if we're going to make if we're going to make enough money to sustain the cost of living, we have to be in, in control of the income we're making. And unfortunately, that does not come from only having a nine to five. So we also have to start shifting our mindset to creating, um, taking more risks, investing in systems that allow us to start businesses without a lot of money and effort. And yeah, that's just it. So going back to what I said, it's either you make more income, you cut back on expenses. Unfortunately, that part is pretty black and white. Something you gotta yeah. give. Yeah. Most definitely. As we're towards wrapping up, I have one last yes. hot topic I'd like us to talk about. Mm -hmm. The good old guy, Tyler Perry. Okay. Oh, what he just said? What he just said. Odie, oh, was it like uh, Settle for Less? I heard, I saw it in the rumbling He never said Settle for no. Less. No. X. I already have my com. thoughts because, yeah. So give so, context. What, what did Tyler Perry do? Tyler Perry was on um, a show. I, th I believe the show's called, if I can test my memory. Keep it Keep positive, positive, sweetie. Sis. Keep it positive, sweetie. Mm -hmm. Look at that memory. My memory's coming back little by little. <laughs> you must have eaten a lot of fish when you were a younger athlete. No, the opposite. Because um, <laughs> really? my memory's horrible. Oh, you know I thought you said your memory's good. Mm -hmm. It's coming Cinnamon. back. Cinnamon. Coming back. Cinnamon helps. Cinnamon helps memory? Cinnamon helps. Okay. All right, Never so tried it, so don't be coming at me if it doesn't work, but I've heard. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. So what he says is that, you know, with women becoming high earners, Mm -hmm. They're pricing themselves out of most men. So in order to date, they're going to have to date men that don't make as much money as them, but are comfortable in their niche of their level of income. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, actually, one thing to say, too, because he said this as well, the light bill. That was a big thing a lot of women were, were stuck <laughs> on. Right. Yeah, so for the... Okay, so I... My opinion is based off the debrief that i heard on another podcast um and i think a lot of the times that is a narrative in general to settle but um i don't think that's what he was trying to say at all and i think in this society there's so much emphasis on money as like the be all end all and the reality is, is that what would you choose? Like somebody who makes a lot of money, but like just isn't emotionally there or someone who doesn't make as much money, but can provide you with emotional support and, and is thoughtful and plans dates and all of these things. Like the money part is not the most important thing. So I don't necessarily think he was saying to settle. I think it was more like if he does not make as much money as you and he's doing what he can to contribute to the household, that's not a horrible thing. Like, are we passing up men because they're simply not making as much as us? Because with the whole entertainment industry, we have to talk about the influences of the entertainment industry of how girls are getting flown out, 
They're being bought Birkin bags. And that expectation is seeping into Toronto culture. And some of these guys are just not that, you know? And some of the girls are also just not that too. So I think people should date who they want to date. Like if you want the high earner man, do that. Instead of going after someone who doesn't fit that and then being upset that they can't fit your expectations. Or if you don't care for someone who earns a lot and you care more about personality and all that other stuff, then do that. And then don't set the expectation of like, well, now you got to make all this money. I just think people hear what they want to hear based on their triggers and based on their own experiences. And that's just it. I think there's a lot of compromise that needs to come with relationships as well, though. Not just with financials, but with everything else. Like it's two people coming together. And yes, you want to be as similar as possible, but sometimes that's just not it. So how do you make it work for what you want? And then also, too, if you're a high earning woman, I think naturally people around you will be able to level up because of how you're moving and how your lifestyle is. Like if you if you're the richest person in your group for like the duration of your friendships, I don't know. I'm kind of like, like, don't you want to like inspire other people to kind of level up, whether that's financially or however that looks Mm -hmm. right like i think most people would want their entire friend group to be successful so i think naturally like being successful financially and in other ways should inspire your partner to want to catch up well said that was very yeah that's a great rational answer you know lack of like the straight facts (laughs) what do you think going um, based on what I heard, I th- I agree. I agree. I think uh, we've misconstrued what really a relationship is all about. Mm. Um, we've 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 now really um, made it all about finances mm-hmm. and everything, which it should be right because finances are a big part of it. But yeah, I think we're missing on true on the true essence of why we relate to each other is because we're looking for companionship, right? And if you have someone you're Compa- uh, compatible with mm-hmm. who's a great companion who offers you everything i'm just gonna overlook him because it goes to what's that ebony williams oh he's a truck driver mm. and he not might an be owner. making not an owner yeah but he's making a hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year driving trucks or he's a plumber mm-hmm. and they make racks or he's a trades guy just let's say yeah. a, a general blue collar worker you look over him because he is too rugged to go to that black tie event at the at the art gala that you mm-hmm. guys are gonna go to right or he can't talk art and etc mm-hmm. so you're yeah. putting these little moments that you don't know when you'll be at but you are thinking at that time already or you're mm-hmm. going to like the club like the, the you know whatever club you're part of mm-hmm. and you're thinking how is he gonna be in these moments but how about you're at home with this guy every single day and what does he offer you? Yeah. Does he listen? Does he care? Everything you said. Mm-hmm. So we're throwing that all away for this idea that hasn't even manifested itself in true reality. But yeah. you're asking how will they fit in these situations, you know? And it's yeah. and it's pretty unfair. Expectations. Like yeah. we mentioned at the beginning, 
Again, if you want that high earning man, look for that. And the reality is, is that the higher you go, the less there is. You know, that then that's the reality. Mm-hmm. I do think though, we do need to encourage our men to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I do think we we do need to encourage our men more to be entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. make more money. I do think there is an element of that that can be touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with women making so much more money right now, mm-hmm. I think the concept of dating down is is that if a man makes sense that they're dating down, which I think is, it makes sense in some regards, mm-hmm. but in a lot of times it's putting their eggs all in one basket when it comes to what serves them. Yeah. You know? So I think that is a, is a real big point. There's so much focus on money instead of the other elements of the relationship. Yeah. As well, when in Tyler Perry's speech, he talks about the light bill. And I think a lot of people got hooked on that light bill statement. Yeah, And definitely. all he was saying is con- being able to contribute, like, mm-hmm. like you said. Not the light bill, because in the grand scheme of things, light bill is like, like $100. Like, yeah, yeah. 80 bucks Max. Yeah. yeah. Right? So if a guy can't afford $100, then there's bigger things he needs to worry right. about. I don't think yeah. he was talking about the guy that can't afford $100 yeah. to contribute. He's, th- he's talking about more. And if the girl has like, but that's that much, that much more expensive, mm-hmm. then yeah. there's a real disparity. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the chances of that is in the everyday situation. Yeah. It's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, also providing people always automatically think providing is financial Mm. but i think maybe because i i do tap into a lot of relationship content and Mm. i'm a lot of the times i'm just like child this is this is so weird but what I'm hearing, you know, I'm hearing the kids are talking and I'm hearing that it's not just the lack of financials. It's also lack of maybe like gentlemanness or protectiveness. So if you combine all of that together, then maybe misunderstanding Tyler's um, statement makes sense. It's like, if you're not going to be a protector and all these things make me feel safe and you're also only paying the light bill, if they want to use that example, then maybe for them, it's like, no, I don't want to settle. But again, I feel like there's different aspects and I think they're just clumping everything into one. Um, but yeah, I just, I just feel like and that's why getting to know the person that you want to date is important as well. Cause just something you said, it's like, if let's say you have the goal of being a homeowner and that person doesn't, you could take the chance to see if they'll change their mind. Or if you're set on being a homeowner, you can decide, you know what? I don't want to spend my time with this person. I'm going to find someone who also wants to be a homeowner. So I really think it's important that we take the time to get to know people a little bit more so that we can be a little bit more aligned in the journey. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, one thing we never yeah. talked about are the guys that are attaching their self-worth to their ambition. So mm-hmm. when they're not meeting their self-worth with their ambition, they're horrible partners. And the woman is seeing a drop in that guy's mm. quality as a partner because mm. he's not matching his ambition. Mm-hmm. So when Tyler Perry's making that statement, they're thinking, oh man, I'm going to have to be with a guy 
mm-hmm. who has high self-worth and high ambition, but as soon as that ambition gets dropped, mm-hmm. their self-worth drops too, and they're dealing with a guy with low self-worth. Mm-hmm. And that is a challenge as a woman, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's a big thing that a lot of women go through when they're trying to talk to an entrepreneur or a guy with a lot of ambition, Yeah, you know? But he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about a guy that's actually comfortable in this space, mm-hmm. you know? So working towards wrapping up, man, um, I think we had a beautiful conversation. Yes. You know, you touched on a lot from, yes. from interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. to things you can take home and actually execute. Yeah, guys have to have the TTC. The TTC, <laughs> the sand in the TTC. Yep. Guys have to have 10K in the bank before 10K. they go dating. <laughs> before you, know? you download Hinge, make sure you got 10K. 10K. Bumble or Tinder. You didn't say that. I said that. Yeah. What he said. Exactly. We can't defame you. I know, right? People are going to be like, oh my God, and Shay said this. Shay said this. Oh. <laughs> so, what's wrapping up, yo? Where can people find you? On Instagram, finance for the culture. No exclamation marks, no punctuation, just finance for the culture written out. Most definitely. With that being said, this is what you can't control. So control your grind. I control your life. I'm Alex. And I'm Ono Sende. And I'm Shay. That's the show, y'all. Peace. Peace out. Bye.